Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Great, Russell. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I praise my God for that. Thank you, Jesus. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, for a new day. We thank you for a great week gone by. We thank you for the powerful teaching last night, Lord. You open our eyes to so many new things that we learn. And when we are able to put them into practice in our lives, Lord, remembering what your word says and becoming doers of that word. And it is that abundance that Jesus said he came to give us that starts to take shape. Then it is your hedge of protection that is raised above and around us like Job. Then we reach a position where the accuser has no case against us. And we reach a point where the advocate that you have given us pleads our case so we are covered in his righteousness, not in our limitations. We thank you, Father, for your glory is awesome. We give you praise. We give you our thanks, Lord, as we come into your courts. We enter your presence. We thank you, Lord, for your mercy that you renew for us every single day. And your grace that you pour into our lives. We thank you for the powerful teachings this week in the morning encounters. Where we reflected on faith, hope and love that is still to continue. We thank you, Father, that you are here and we are in your presence. And every time we come to you, you pour your peace, your joy, that strange joy, which no one can give and no one can take away. It's a mystery. It only comes from you, Lord. And every time we come to you, you are willing to pour it into our hearts so that we can stand and pray from that position of joy, remembering who we are in respect to you and remembering where we are seated with Christ in his throne of glory in the heavenly places, remembering who he is and the authority that he carries. So that when we speak his word and we personalize it, with your word said, and we learned it last night from Philippians 2.9, that every knee must bow to his authority. That same peace and joy, Lord, and the understanding the revelation that you pour into our hearts. We share it with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and are part of this praying family called by your name with all those that are beneficiaries of every prayer request that has been mentioned on this group, knowing in our hearts that that prayer that we make and release on this platform is an answered prayer. And we share it also with all those that are Christians that do not yet know you and all those that do not want to know you. That their hearts be turned around, their eyes be opened to see the truth, the light of your glory. Their lives be transformed and redirected to your kingdom. So as we make our prayer this morning, Father, we call on your name. The name of our maker, the great I am, the one who is the lifter of men. The one who dwells in the midst of the cherubims. The Elohim Adonai, the Lord of Lords. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. 
the God of Israel, your people. The one who dwells in the midst of his people and is mighty. And we call on the name of your son, Jesus. The one you sent to be our rock, to be our refuge. Through whom you foreordained our salvation. That we might not be lost. We might not be damned. But we might be rescued. He is the author and the finisher of that destiny. And our faith. It is he who taught us to call God our father. The bridge, the gate, the sheep gate, the door. The one who is our daily bread. And we pray in the name of his spirit. The same spirit of Jesus. The spirit of the living God. The spirit of victory. The spirit of El Shaddai. The spirit of truth and light and life. The one who is our comforter, our guide, our teacher, our friend. The one who heals our backsliding. The same spirit who raised Jesus from the dead and now gives life to our mortal body. Now opens our eyes to scriptures. That we might no longer live in the flesh. But we might live in the spirit. And might grow spiritually towards the realm of Galatians 2.20 where we can say it is no longer I, but we have reached that stage where it is my Christ who lives and breathes and works through me. That image and likeness of the Father in which he created us. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with the gift of life, with the gift of family, of friends, of angels, destiny helpers. You make every provision available to us, Father, we thank you that you have blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies, that we might not be found lacking, we might not fall short. When you are our shepherd, we thank you, Father, that you pour your revelation into our hearts, that you open up your word, your will to us, so that as we read that word, we get to know you more. As we know you more, we build our relationship with you. And as we build our relationship with you, with your government, standing as your ambassadors, kings of the earth, we are able to recognize that deposit which you have placed on our life and the authority in our life that comes from you. We thank you, Father, that you are ever so merciful. And we ask forgiveness for our sins, our failures, our shortcomings. To rise up again, we ask for a fresh filling of your spirit this day, Lord. That as you have forgiven and you cast our sins behind your back, we remember not the past, we mull not over our past hurts. But through this refreshing in your spirit, we rise above and beyond our current circumstance to walk with you experience your glory. We thank you, Father. And today, we reflect on what I'd like to call the four horsemen of the financial apocalypse. And the four are, the first one is the hustler who makes you hustle day to day. The second one is the enslaver who ruins through debt and busyness. The third one is the desolator who looks to isolate people and cut them off from others and from God. 
And the fourth one is the devourer, who aims to ensure that people cannot save for their future or invest their income. Now let's look at each of them a little more and reflect on our own lives in the process to see if that is happening to us. The first one is a hustler. A hustler is one who battles closely with us day in and day out. And I'm reminded of Ephesians 6 verse 12, which says we wrestle. This is that kind of wrestling. We wrestle against principalities, powers, and rulers of darkness. And what is their job? To continuously wrangle people, to keep them engaged in problems so that they do not raise their head up to pray. To make them work double jobs to pay bills. To make them travel long hours to work. To give them extra work to keep them living hand to mouth so that they do not have spare. To bring time wasters into their lives, wicked friends and so on. Ways and mechanisms of bringing ruin in their lives. The hustler. That's what he does. Look at your own life today and see if this is happening to you. The second one, the enslaver. Who ruins through debt and busyness. Credit cards. Loans. Huge bills due to poor life choices. No job or a low-paying job. Proverbs 22 verse 27 says, The borrower is a slave to the lender. Now, what does that mean? The borrower will work for most of his life to make the lender rich and not himself. To make the lender rich and not himself. Are you into that habit of borrowing? Look again closely at this verse. Proverbs 22 verse 7. And here I'd also like to recall the story of Exodus chapter 5. When Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh to ask him to let the Israelites go so that they can worship the Lord in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said to them in Exodus 5 verse 17, You are idle. Therefore, you say, let us go and offer sacrifices to the Lord. So he ordered that no straw be given to them. They, as slaves, had to make bricks. And he ordered no straw be given to them. Now for the strength of those bricks to hold on, it was important for them to mix straw into the mud, into the clay. He said, let no straw be given to them, but the quota of bricks that they had to make was to stay the same. Which meant that they had to go look for straw first and then use it to make those bricks. His objective here was to keep them busy so that there is no time for them to even think of prayer or connecting with God. This is how the enslaver works by keeping people busy so that their time is so full on that there is no opportunity to even think of Jesus. Forget prayer. Is that kind of an act of Pharaoh happening in your life right now? Where you are being kept so busy that you are struggling to make time and find time consistently to pray. 
The third one is the desolator. The one who looks to isolate people. People who are cut off from social connections because they do not have time to socialize. They are kept so busy on one hand. Another way is by keeping people suffering from depression, anxiety, inferiority complex and all such sorts of challenges whereby they lock themselves in and are not opening themselves up to that social connection. Another form is stirring up strife, anger, impatience, pride, ego, even misunderstandings in relationships which cause people to cut themselves off. Anything that will cut people off from those that care about them, from family and from friends, from those that might support them in their financial challenge, people that would have stood with them. The desolator looks to cut those connections off so that all your support mechanisms are removed. There is nothing to fall back to when you are in crisis and need help. And the fourth one is the devourer, so popular in the Bible. The one that eats away savings through emergencies, through unwanted and unplanned expenses, and ensures that people can't save for their future or invest, in their, invest their incomes to build themselves assets, to build themselves abundance. They aren't even able to leave a legacy for their children and the children live the same kind of life. Let's look at what Malachi 3 verse 11 says. Now here's the Lord speaking where he says, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. And he shall. Now what does the devourer do is what we see next. He shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your wine cast her fruit before the time in the field, says the Lord of hosts. So if the Lord doesn't rebuke that devourer, what will he do? He will destroy the fruit, the result of people's investments, the outcome of their projects. He will not let that project take fruit. What they have started, they don't seem to finish. Just seems to get aborted halfway. People's miracles get aborted halfway as well. Is that sounding familiar? And now let's look at what Joel 1 verse 4 says. And this is how he does it. There are multiple layers. It is not just one. But this Joel 1 verse 4 very clearly puts it. What the locust swarm has left, the great locusts have eaten. What the great locusts have left, the young locusts have eaten. And what the young locusts have left, other locusts have eaten a trap of multiple layers so that there is no escape. That's the work of the devourer. Is that happening in your life where there are problems one after the other, that there is no time to breathe and you wonder how and why is this happening to me? Let's see how they all work together, the four of them. They keep people busy one problem after another, keep them in debt and enslave them and then cut them off 
supplies of support mechanisms or support people. And then when they are cornered and surrounded, devour them of what is left. Steal, kill and destroy as Jesus mentioned in John 10.10. 10. By keeping God's people poor, keeping them busy, keeping them prayerless and therefore powerless to change their circumstances. And more importantly, out of all that busyness, keeping them ignorant so that they do not know what provision is left for them in God's word. And they cannot use that provision, use that wisdom, use that understanding because they do not know. And this is why connection with the word is important for us. To know what the Lord has provided for us as our inheritance that he calls it. And our inheritance is to inherit those ways, those solutions to emerge out of those problems. If this is you, it is time to break free. It is time to open your eyes and to look at what the Lord has left and kept for you through his word. Start reading it today. Read with the intention of searching, Lord, where is my answer? Reveal it to me. And we must start with forgiveness. Forgiving those that we have not forgiven, maybe perhaps in a long time, and to ask for forgiveness as well. We go ahead with repentance. Knowing that we have made a lot of mistakes in our life. And this is not necessarily repenting or forgiving anything that has a financial connection. Financial ruin can come from causes that are non-financial in your life. Mistakes that you have made in relationships. Mistakes that you may have made in any other areas as well. Cover yourself in the blood of Jesus. So that through that blood, you know that there is righteousness. You must wear that robe of righteousness. And then we start to apply his principles as mentioned in the Bible. And I'm going to touch on two key ones here. Especially connected and related with financial challenges. And the common factor in both of them is to be a giver. To be a giver in every aspect. To give love, to offer patience, to forgive, to ask for forgiveness, to carry humility, be a giver. The first way in that is through tithing. In Malachi 3 verse 10, God says, I shall open the floodgates of heaven and pour down such a huge blessing that you will not have place to store it. And he says, test me in that the only place in the Bible that he says, test me is in connection with the tithes. In verse 8, he said, you have robbed me of tithes. In verse 10, he says, if you change that, you correct it and you start paying your tithes, then he shall open the floodgates of heaven. So it's important for us to remember that we only do our part. How he is going to open the floodgates is up to him. That is not for us to reason out. A lot of us try to reason out what will my tithe get me? How, am I, how is it going to come? Where will it come from? And do I really want to give it? It is an act of faith. 
when you pay your dues to him you support the growth of his kingdom that is what we need to remember you are not tithing to a man you are not tithing to a priest you are tithing to god and when you support the growth of his kingdom which is his primary agenda when you support the building of his kingdom he rebukes the devourer that is what malachi 3 verse 10 11 12 is about he rebukes the devourer so that the one that was seeking to trap we've just seen the four levels of locusts that is the first thing he does he stops all your losses unwanted expenses extraordinary bills medical bills especially the second one the second way to do it is to support and give the poor proverbs 19 verse 17 says that when you lend to the that when you give to the poor then you lend to the lord and he repays with interest that is what i want you to remember today he repays not just your amount he repays it with interest so he will always return it to you with a premium another benefit of giving to those in need is seen in psalms 112 verse 9 which says he scattered his gifts abroad or should i say you scattered your gifts abroad and so your righteousness endures forever i'm personalizing it now this word forever your righteousness endures forever there means that your next generation your children benefit from this giving and i have seen so many examples where the children are living good lives they get good jobs they have such ease there are no struggles of joblessness and they are not even givers but they are reaping the benefit because the parent was a giver i am calling on you to be that parent today but teach them the value of giving as well do not keep them hidden or ignorant of that secret that has blessed their life so that they can bless their children as well your righteousness endures forever they are protected from financial hardship because of this righteousness that has been placed on you they inherit it so use his principles and tie down these four horsemen of financial ruin through your act through your decision through your will they can be put the devourers can be put on a leash it is a choice you must make not because i said but when you gain that revelation from the word go back and meditate on these verses that we have mentioned Malachi 3 verse 10 Proverbs 19 verse 17 Psalms 112 verse 9 go back and meditate on it and ask the lord what does it mean for me in my life how am i going to use it and let his revelation touch your heart for unless he touches you you cannot give giving is his nature that we take on 
we must pray for that grace to become like him in this aspect, knowing that when we reach that stage, life starts to turn around. How he does it is up to him. It is not for us to think. It is just important for us in any form of prayer, actually, to just fulfill our part and let him do his part, knowing, just as the Bible says, that he is faithful. Understand that word faithful. He would not let you down. That's what faithful means. And the Bible says he is faithful. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that we come to a close understanding as we reflect on our own lives and we see when we are able to relate to the challenges that are happening there and we can identify where the problem is. We ask for that grace to identify it, Lord. And we ask for that grace that you pour into our lives when we meditate on your word, seeking your principles, seeking solutions to those challenges in our life. We are able to rise above them by applying through spiritual intelligence, applying your principles to defeat the enemy and emerge victorious, to step into that life of abundance that Jesus, the word, came to give us. I ask for that edification in our spirits this day. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs. For those of our family, our friend, every request that has been mentioned on this prayer group. We pray in a special way for those that are battling sickness and disease. Those that are hospitalized will undergo any kind of procedures today. We pray for all the families that are embattled, that are facing separation or any kind of division. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their personal journey. We pray in a special way for all those that are battling these four horsemen of the apocalypse, of financial ruin. Let your light touch these lives, Father. And let that life turn around. Let your glory shine through. In your name, Jesus, we declare every chain of ignorance, every chain of bondage of poverty, every chain of busyness, every chain of prayerlessness, we declare it broken, in the name and the authority of the King of Kings, Jesus. Let every such knee bow. To your name, Lord. We pray also for our own personal needs, those of our families. In a special way, we pray for all those that are not yet saved. We cover and we plead the blood of Jesus over every member of every family that is part of this ministry and this praying family, Lord. Your Holy Spirit, Brisbane Prayer Group. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will. 
We call the angels of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, and any kind of natural disasters. I command that angelic protection in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, as we raise this prayer at your altar, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And as we release our faith and our prayer, we make this our prayer of agreement with you and with your Holy Spirit who prays with us now. We know and we know in our hearts, Lord, that this prayer must only come back as an answered prayer. There is no other way for it. I encourage all those that can pray in tongues to unmute and join in those that are praying for that gift to release your tongue and your faith and ask the Holy Spirit to take over. He rewards your sincerity of heart. Call on him and he will answer you. Let us now make our prayer in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shinda <laughs> 
in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we release our faith and we say thank you, Lord, for this answered prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The scripture being given today is from 2 Corinthians 7.1. Since we have these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit and make holiness perfect in the fear of God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from Luke chapter 6, verse 38, quoted from the King James Version, where it is written, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet withal, it shall be measured to you again. We have a second one that is quoted from John 3, verse 16, which says, For God so loved the world, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Before we conclude, just a reminder about this afternoon's teaching and healing session. It will be held at 3.30 p.m. at St. Gerard Majella Church Hall at, Mon uh, at Montreal Terrace, Germside West in Brisbane. All those that are in Brisbane, I'd encourage you to come and join us at this session. We will also stream it live on Zoom and on YouTube for those that can't make it or are in other parts of the world. Uh, we shall post a message on our telegram group with various time zones for different parts of the world so that you can join accordingly. Please share that message and invite others as well to come and attend. 
it is not the preacher as brother vivek always says it is not the preacher it is the presence of god that brings transformation that brings healing that brings all kinds of miracles come with your hearts hungry ready to receive from him and if you are enjoying these morning encounters with the lord brother savio's reflections that are posted on facebook and on telegram group as well please share them on your social channels please share the videos that are available ask others to subscribe if they'd like to receive them every day they can pray with that same presence it is not the preacher it is the presence of god as we always said and let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our lord jesus christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of jesus and for his glory we blessed and have a wonderful day everyone and we shall see you this afternoon at that healing session thank you rasul god, god bless everyone, everyone. Thank you, Rasul. Thank you, Rasul.